This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. People assume that time is a strict progression of cause to effect, but actually, from a non-linear, non-subjective viewpoint, it's more like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. It's, uh, the timey-wimey thing. Timey-what? Timey-wimey? I've, I've no idea where he picks that stuff up. All right, here we are. Another episode of Timey Wimey Podcast Hour. I am Ronnie. I'm Austin. And I'm Shane. We did a couple things this week. Um, the last episode was that came out was uh, Shane and I doing a watch along. Um, Shane watched the 90s movie. I did. So we'll talk about that. Austin watched this past Christmas special and read a couple of comics, so we'll talk about that. So, who wants to go first? I guess I will. Um, I liked the Christmas special a lot, because I didn't think I would, but I did, because I also liked how it showed uh, the first Doctor, mm-hmm. and then it said like 709 episodes later, or before, uh-huh. and I thought that was a cool nod to the classic series. Yeah. And then... I didn't know that it was the Brigadier's grandfather until the end, or scratch that, until I te- uh, snapped you and asked you, yeah. and you told me. And, but you, you find that out yeah. at the end, yeah. though. Yeah. And I like that um, uh, both the yeah. first Doctor and Capaldi were stubborn and weren't well, going to yeah. <laughs> regenerate or whatever. Yeah. And then... Yeah, Billy Capaldi and, was actually given quote-unquote heart and all crap about <laughs> being stubborn and regen and he was doing the exact same thing yep. actually and i liked how um when they went to the tomb or whatever with the plastic people you know what i'm talking about the, you're talking about like, like the, the clear tomb, people tomb of memory thing? Yeah, yeah that thing and then they're like well who's the doctor who am i gonna become and they show him everything from oh they show uh, the first from, doctor from the first doctor all the way up to capaldi and you can see matt smith and david Tennant and like other noticeable doctors but those are the ones i noticed because they were my doctors and um all this other stuff that they did i don't i'm not it's fuzzy now because it was like <laughs> yeah. what this morning yeah it was like four <laughs> hours ago so it's... yeah but um oh, the comics are i was gonna read the David Tennant series, uh-huh. and I, it started out really boring. So I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna what? I'm gonna read the Matt Smith series." So I read the first issue. So which, this is, it, is it called the tw- the Eleventh Doctor season one? It was or year one. It or, was Doctor Who, the Eleventh Doctor, and then it would just say oh one. Okay, so issue, issue yeah. one that came out. Okay, so yeah. it's, so it's actually year one because I think as yeah, they go it was on, it was part one. Yeah. And uh, the first issue starts with this girl named Alice, and the book's all in black and white, and she talks about how her mother just died, and her mother was her best friend, and everything's been grim for her lately, and then she finds out she lost she loses her job. And then she finds out she's getting evicted, 
and she's walking down the street to go get some coffee and she like turns the corner and like the comic starts to go into color and it's this dog giant dog creature like three stories tall running at her and the doctor you can see the matt smith poor drawing or whatever because he's supposed to be far away and he's running after it and waving his hand and then uh she's just like what the, who the hell are you what's going on and he's like well i'm the doctor you know the normal greeting for the doctor and looking at my notes here she helps him she she just goes and helps matt smith chase down the dog creature and then like eventually they lose it and she turns to talk to the doctor and he's gone too he pulls a batman and she so she goes back to her flat and she's like thinking about what to do because apparently she has to leave in like three months or whatever and so all of a sudden you hear the you don't hear you see the tardis word for it materializing uh-huh. and how steps the doctor and he's like I couldn't help but notice you were said and then he sits and talks to her about or she he listens to her complain about all her problems and everything and then his first thing he says is would you like to come with me on an adventure or whatever and he shows her the TARDIS and it's everything's upside down because the gravity and it has broke and oh. she doesn't say it's bigger on the inside and he's like halfway through the quote and she goes it's upside down and he's like wait a minute what and he's like yeah that's what i like about you you didn't notice or you didn't state out the obvious you noticed the problem and fixed it or whatever and so then they go the dog creatures attacking the common grounds the commons area where they hold court and uh they don't nobody knows why and except for the doctor and he says yeah it's because of all the negative energy and it's like it's a politician it's an all-you-can-eat buffet for them (laughs) and then he notices that it's following alice because she's all depressed and everything and so then the doctor's like i'll be right back and just leaves her with a giant dog and the government pointing guns at the dog getting ready to disintegrate it and the prime minister's reverted back to a four-year-old because he can't handle all this trauma and uh the doctor shows up and he's like wait and then like a giant squid creature (laughs) comes out of the tardis and it's like what the hell is this is it the doctor did he revert into some ugly beast and he's like no i'm right here you idiot (laughs) or whatever it's matt smith he wouldn't have said idiot i guess and um turns out the squid creature is the dog creature's owner and it shrinks back down into a normal alien dog size (laughs) because it's eating all the kids emotions and sadness and so then the doctor takes alice into the tardis and they're gonna go on an adventure and the issue ends the second before you go into the second one all right reading which i've read some doctor who comics myself right but i wanted to get, and i've read like the fourth doctor i've read the tenth doctor and i've read the eleventh doctor i read like so very but issues do you, uh, when you're reading it yeah were you reading it as matt smith when matt smith was talking yeah like his voice I, in I your did. head when you was reading and yeah. like, like, could, could, yeah. you, could yeah. you see it as I a could, tv show and then time? like when i read the sound of the tardis yeah i could just hear the tardis yeah because i'm a nerd yeah well, uh, well there's a couple of like they always have three or four different doctor comics out at the same time like there for a while they had 9 10 and 11 out 
And then, like, once or twice a year, they would have this line-wide crossover that would cross over all of them, and then you'd have, like, the whole Doctor. But there's been a couple where I've read them, and most of the time, most of the time, I've read them and could see them as a TV episode, and, yeah. and it flowed just like with Matt Smith's voice or David Tennant's voice or Rose's voice or Eccleston's voice. But then there's one or two issues that... You just don't... It's like... You don't fit. Matt Smith would have never said that. Or yeah. David Tennant wouldn't even have done that. You yeah. know? Yeah. So, that's what I was curious. So, is that what you thought with the Tennant one? That... No, uh... I couldn't even get into it because, uh... The cover is, like, Tennant looking all badass, right? And then it starts with these girl, oh, this girl and this guy in a laundromat. And the guy... I think it's around... Halloween or Cinco de Mayo, sometime right around there, because the guy's in like a skeleton costume, and then I'm like trying to read down. <laughs> Would it be Cinco de Mayo if it's in Britain? No. <laughs> Got me there. <laughs> uh, I'm like trying to read down, and I can't figure out what's going on. So I was just like, all right, I'm gonna go. So it something. just wasn't. I was like, yeah, no. It's a, three panels, and I haven't seen Matt, uh, David Tennant yet, and I'm out. Didn't and, power through. Yeah. yeah, and so then I went. And I read the Matt Smith one because I knew it was going to be all comedy and funny. And it was. Kind of like watching the 90s movie, huh? Yeah, no, not really. Because I, I started to watch that, and the one you sent me was a bad copy because it was all sped up and the audio was really fast. And I was like, no. I clicked on another one and tried to listen to it, and it started out normal. And then it got faster, and I was just like, you know. On the YouTube? Yes, on the oh, YouTube you machine. Yeah, I watched it on Cody. Mm. See, Shane did it HD right. HD quality, buddy. Yeah. ADP. Yeah. Can I, can I talk about the second issue now? Yeah. All right. Second issue is... You have a sucky issue? No. Second issue. Oh, second issue. Dick. Talks of, uh, it's supposed to be set right after the first issue. So, like, if it was in a TV show, it would be the same time frame of the next episode. Right. And um, Alice wants to go meet this musician and he's like the david bowie of that i think it was john jones or somebody and they go and they're going to his first concert and apparently alice's mom had talked him up about doing all this crazy stuff and being cool and he was just a guy in a gray suit and alice is like well this is rubbish and so like they're talking shit on him outside the club and he like walks up and tries to like explain himself or something but they're just arguing walking back to the TARDIS and he follows them trying to get the doctor's attention and then they even take off and go to uh, Mississippi in the 1939s or whatever back in the Bayou Plantation straight up Jiggy with the Jazz era Jiggy with the Jazz jazz. and um, (laughs) they still don't even notice he's there with them and so then, like, they're in the field, and he, like, taps the doctor on the shoulder, and the doctor's like, ah! <laughs> and John Jones screams, too. And he's like, how did you figure out, the, or how did you get on the TARDIS without me noticing? And he's like, I, I don't know. And Alice points out that he was the chameleon of rock, so maybe it was a hidden talent or whatever. And so then they're trying to walk to figure out what's going on, but uh, there's a bunch of people... Uh, with glowing gold eyes and glowing gold mouths and stuff like that. Yeah, and, baby. <laughs> um, I love gold. And, um, 
this guy, uh, he's kind of like a Cthulhu. I don't know what, I wouldn't, I would describe him as something from Love, uh, Lovecraft or something, because he's like, starts out human, but he has the sinister steal your soul purpose. Right. And he's part of a company that the doctor and the comics apparently ran in with before, and it was called Serve You Incorporated. Okay. And basically, the guy's kind of no. Oh. The guy was kind of like a devil because he would offer people their soul and like tell them where to go. Well, like it start when it started out, it was that, and it was a kid trying to learn how to be good at you know, playing this, the guitar. This, this is a bad supernatural episode. Yeah. <laughs> is there a bad supernatural episode though? This this but, one is. This Doctor Who comic book you're reading is. <laughs> but they go. The kid, the kid tries to go, right? And the comic starts yeah, out like this. Basically. The kid trying to figure out how to play the guitar good. And the kid basically just sold his soul or whatever. And the person that is supposed to be claiming his soul is the doctor with glowing gold eyes and a glowing mouth. And, like, John Jones just dra- grabs the doctor and throws him in a monster truck uh, controlled by Alice. And she doesn't know what the hell to do because she says she even hasn't even dr- passed her driving license. And then... It, all the other stuff I had just explained happens, and then they go back to the bayou when it officially starts. This, this ain't this ain't even a good uh, Devil and Daniel Webster uh, <laughs> ripoff, dude. But so then there's like a really famous musician from that time, and apparently he's friends with the Doctor, and the Doctor frees him or whatever, and like they they grab onto him, and he pushes the musician out and throws him the Sonic and says take this to the TARDIS and tell Alice she'll know what to do with it, which he, granted, he had just met this girl 24 hours late, uh, before and doesn't even know who, Alice? What, yeah, the girl from the dog issue. Yeah, yeah Alice. Yeah. His companion. Yeah, right. And so then, <coughs> he walks up to the TARDIS and just knocks on the door and he's like, hey, Alice, the doctor said to give this to you. I don't know what it is, but here. And so like, John Jones opens the door and you just see a gray sleeve and he drags him in and they talk a little bit, and she takes the Sonic and puts it in the control console. And there's a cable that the guy hooks up to his guitar. And then John Jones runs out, or Alice runs out, and brings the zombies, or whatever you want to call them, back to the TARDIS. And he plays the guitar, and it frees everybody and kills the Survey Inc. guy, or whatever. Mm. And freeze the doctor, and the doctor's like, you clever librarian. And she's like, I, I told you to stop calling me that. And then... Devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. Yeah, he was in a way behind. It was like a crossroads episode. Yeah. So is that like... I just, that was the third issue. Oh okay. my gosh. Well, Second so it's all right. Okay, so it's like... Question. So it's basically like the crossroads thing. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a crossroads but, thing. Uh, but the guy was like... We'll do. Uh, we'll make you good out of your bad. So, that, so that, like, that, that, like that that that, that, that but, issue come out around Halloween. I don't know. It sounds like be like a Halloween but, issue. But um, yeah. When the kid but ran I, into the doctor, I, I, I agree. And the doctor was all glowy eyed. He said, "Uh, do you? What is the ability you wish to upgrade?" And then the kid was like, "I want to play guitar good." And then the doctor's like, reads off this thing, and he goes, "Do you accept our services and services?" So it was like an extreme Apple update. So, do you get to figure out who the? No, you don't get to figure out who the devil, quote unquote, guy is, because uh. Because doc- obviously it's the not guy, the doctor. When the guy, it's not the guy. No, the the glowing eye guy that w- that looks like the doctor is the doctor. 
but he's just possessed or mind controlled, whatever. Uh-huh. And whenever they kill the Survey Inc. Incorporated guy, he like disappears and everyone's free from the possession. Mm. So I wonder if uh, do you remember the musician's name, the famous musician? No, but isn't like in the famous Crossroads story or whatever, isn't the like Robert Johnson? I I don't remember or something like that. I'm pretty sure. Rob Macho. Yeah, played by Ralph Macho. It is Robert Johnson. Yeah, that's the name of the musician. The, the famous musician. Yeah, and the third. Right. Yeah. So they kind of use somebody real. That's the third issue of the Eleventh Doctor. The okay. second one, when he really wants to show her, uh, she he wants to describe, uh, go somewhere and show her the paradise, the paradise planet, so for her first hardest ride. Yeah. And when they get there, it's a amusement park. What? And uh, and he he goes out of character as uh, Matt Smith out of character because he's just throwing a hissy fit at this guy in a pig costume, and so then these guards come up to him and and they're like, hey, would you like a free floss? And he's like, no, because I'm pretty sure that's hair. <laughs> and then turns back into the comedic comedic Matt Smith and then they play games and they see this guy with a green mohawk spray paint I'm bored on a wall. And the security guards take him to wherever they take the naughty kids. And he thinks it's going to be a free floss or a candy lizard or something like that. And a giant tentacle comes out and sticks him in the brain. These these guards didn't have like a wooden face to turn, you know? No, they had a giant giant creepy joker smile, basically. Hmm. And they're like, we're all friendly, friendly, friendly world. And like... The the, the 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 brain didn't have... uh, The tentacle wasn't hooked to a big brain that came out. It was right on the back of the space It was a giant gray monster. A blood monster. And the doctor's like trying to figure out what's going on. And... Uh, Alice starts piecing it together that everyone's happy, nobody's throwing a temper tantrum, nobody's pissed off or drunk, or all this other stuff, and so then they're like, oh, so something must happen to the people that act up, and they take the shooting gallery thing, and Matt Smith has the prize down at the thing, and he's like, I'm trying to win a target, because all the targets are all the rage today, and he, the guy's like, you can't do that, you're supposed to win the toy and shoot the target, and he's just like, I want the target, it's great for the living room or something, <laughs> and the green mohawk kid comes up in an employee outfit, and tries to take him to the security guards. And he's like, no, I don't want a free floss. I don't want a candy lizard or a cotton t-shirt. And the guy's like, well, we'll give you a target. And, like, Matt Smith pretends to be like, oh, obviously, let's go. And then uh, Alice walks off carrying the gun. And the guy's like, wait, you need to give that back. And she's like, whatever. And then they <laughs> so try to... basically, <laughs> and the people are... They're, pres- they're, they're brainwashed. Brainwashing. Yeah, and so they're trying uh, to get the doctor to push to the guy, or to the giant blob, and the uh, Alice busts in the door and shoots the green mohawk guy in the butt with the laser pointer. But let me ask a question here. Before, before yeah. any of this started... The doctor had no anything goofy going on, you know. No, he was, just, he was he, upset that he was, it wasn't well, I a mean, rainforest. Well, no, I don't understand that, but he, but he wasn't like, you know, you know, how, you know, he does like on TV show. He he plays along, but he knows something's squirrely. And he wants to get caught, so he can go no, to get into the middle well, of the shit. When they first got there, he was only upset because it, they tore up the paradise. Well, no, I understand. And then, and then when uh, Alice pointed out 
that everyone's unhappy or not unhappy but like squirrely and joyful and everything then he starts to piece it together okay yeah and right. then that, so him him saying he wanted the target and then so going that, that on him, with the green was, mohawk was, was him being uh genius yeah so he can get caught okay yeah and okay. so then alice follows with the gun and shoots the green mohawk kid in the butt and she's like, I got a laser rifle, and the next person that says something is getting shot in the front end. And so then <laughs> the, doc- <laughs> the doctor's like, so it gives her you lure. It has to enter your mind free of will. So I'll give it what it wants. And he goes, I want a chewing gum, like out loud. And then it latches to his head, and all of a sudden it blows up. And they're like, well, what the hell? <laughs> so he's like, well. What I wanted was just too complex because it was a simple creature, and he just explains this giant thing they learned in Gallifrey Academy. <laughs> it was like he wants 17 planets, and he wants to envision it all, and then blows it up. But throughout the entire series, he's been seeing a Gallifreyan guard or something because it's in the headdress and the robes and everything. And so then this guy's like, well, what, what what happens to the creature? And then everyone starts to wear off, and it turns out none of them wanted to be there, and they're all pissed at this dude. And then the guy's like, I need evacuation. And he goes, you don't get an evacuation, because when I find you, I'm going to kill you. And then the doctor and Alice leave, and then that leads into the third issue, which I explained about the bayou. Yeah. Well, hey, it's, it's, it's Doctor Who, so you want to jump around the timeline there. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, it's yeah. all good. Yeah. You can't help yourself. Yeah. So obviously... The issue, the third issue was like basically the crossroads story. Yeah. Yeah. And the theme park issue, mm-hmm. like, what was the overall story? What did the blob want? Like, what it was? It just wanted to. I don't know. I think it was just held captive because in the epilogue of the issue is this guy, and he's like, well, whoever this doctor is, we need to find him and do something. And then he's like, "How? tell me there's good news. And then the scientist in the lab is like, I'm afraid there's only much worse news. Because whatever happened to the creature name and um, on the music park, it's worse here. And it's like this giant cage and this blob of giant tofu is like dying or whatever. Well, that makes sense. And it was just these guys basically. And earlier in the issue, the doctor said uh, there's a moral, maybe a happy ending and stuff like that. And they're trying to figure out what the moral is. And he gives this big, long explanation for it. And she just says this simple thing. And he's like, you clever librarian. <laughs> She's like, I was a level, I was a librarian assistant, not a librarian. Quit calling me that. So, out of these three issues, will you read more? What, do I, what would I read more? Or will I read more? I will, I'm definitely going to read more issues of it. Yeah. So, Okay. I'm not going to read any of them. I know. Not unless it's free comic book day on Amazon. I can download well, and read I mean, them. Okay, can I talk now? Yeah, okay. go ahead. All right. All I did, I watched the uh, 97 Doctor Who movie again for the third time. I actually, the more times I watch it, the more times I enjoy it. It actually grows on you. Yeah. You know, even, you think, man, you, it's been probably, I don't know, six, seven years since I saw it last. And you think, oh, man, it's, 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 it's a piece of shit, you know. <laughs> and, you know, the... The special effects are crap, you know, the story's crap, and, uh, you know, this time you, you sit down and watch it, you know, we basically talked about it the end of the other day, you know, we were thinking about it, and, and for 97, the special effects was pretty cutting edge, actually, it didn't, it wasn't horrible. Right. But, you know, it wasn't Terminator 2 quite, it was, it was, at, it was at that cusp, you know, where they where it was just getting right. into the Terminator 2, because you can see a little bit of it there. Right. But, uh, yeah, and, uh, 
And I really, I really think that the guy who wrote the story actually wrote for Doctor Who. I think, if I remember right. Like a couple episodes. Yeah. For like McCoy. Uh, actually. Or later on. I, it was. It was probably. Well, this here was way after McCoy was actually the Doctor. Right. Yeah. The, you know, yeah. On the series. Just, right. This is way after Baker and Pertwee and all them. Right. And uh, <clears throat> so, but. I think I'm not going to swear to that because I didn't look it up on the Wikipedia or nothing crazy. I just happened to watch a couple of another old Doctor Who after that, and I thought I saw his name you know, as a writer. Right. Yeah. But you know, I can see what they're trying to do. They want to bring Doctor Who to America. You know, might, might as well do it in a big way and do it a big, big, big production movie with it. Lots of special effects. Mm-hmm. McCann, McCann actually, I look back on it, he did a really good job as a Doctor. He could he could have been a Doctor on any of the episodes and would have been all right. Maybe. Tone him down a touch here. They had him just a hair bit too American, right? You know, and the uh, and then they gave him kind of a love interest. You know, you know how the doctor and his love interest. Yeah, are, he you was know? like a like Casanova's ish yeah, style, right? Kind of kind of a sly dog, you know, but <laughs> but not but not really too interested in you know you know especially Earth women, right? You know, because Earth girls are easy. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> says, oh, he's still thinking about signing titties at Comic Con, yeah. you know. But anyhow. Hey, they don't know about that yet. You know, Eric Roberts, <laughs> it was right before he kind of blew up and he went through his whole string of high karate, you know, best of the best, right. big movie star now type yeah. thing. So he wasn't really famous. And, and the little Asian guy they had playing it in, he, was, he wasn't famous. But I see where they was headed. They was going to... Well, I thought I thought maybe for a while, because, you know, it's been a while since I it, so he couldn't remember every little part. And I thought maybe they was going to keep the Asian kid and the woman both as kind of companions. I don't know if it ever went anywhere, but they didn't. He sent them on their way. And, uh, you know, it was kind of cheesy in a few spots, but, you know, it was, it wasn't as bad as I remembered it. You know, especially now, I, you know, I, I could watch it again next week and probably just enjoy it just as much. Right. Probably pick up a few more things I didn't catch. Did, did McCann have a screwdriver? He had one, but he left yeah. it in the friggin', it got left in the TARDIS, you know, because. I remember that. Because, you know, the beginning, have you seen it? You know, you've watched yeah, it. Yeah, I've watched it. I just haven't. Because, you know, at the beginning of the movie, when McCoy comes out and he gets shot and killed, you know. Yes. And then uh, that's when he regens. Yeah, into... his screwdriver was in the TARDIS, and then the, the little Asian kid picked it up because he thought he was stealing some shit, you know, some cool okay. shit. And, you know, so he didn't have it for the whole movie. So, you know, they kind of... Like, kinda, shoved it? Well, yeah, they, they kind of did like Smith, you know, in his first time. You know, no sign screwdrivers just burned up and blah, blah, blah. Right, blah, right, blah. right, yeah. And uh, I really enjoyed the movie. McCann could have done good as a, as a doctor. He could have, you know, he, he'd done good, but all right. I, I like, he had a he had a good clothing style it wasn't over the top kind of like pertwee's it was kind of like pertwee's but not not as over right. the top right uh, didn't have like a we had a like a waistcoat like a, a longer waistcoat okay and a, and a ruffled shirt yeah it wasn't it wasn't like as ruffled as yeah it wasn't as ruffled as okay Pertwee's. okay i did get to that I, I started to wash it and then I got yeah, to I him in the ambulance. Thanks, man. And, and the ambulance. You should have watched it if you'd hung with him, man. You, you would have enjoyed it more. Like in the in the ambulance. Any, anything like, after yeah. anything after the hospital when he gets up and gets moving good, that's that's when the show takes off. I'll I'll try to watch you, it again. You know, if you have to get on Cody and have your dad look it up for you, where you get a good yeah a good solid version where they ain't all squirrely. Yeah. Because you know it's, it's not like it's really out there in a lot of places to watch, but uh right. And then 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 hey wait there's there more. <laughs> I was uh, floating through and I found. You know, under that one, it said Doctor Who Scarus or st- something like that. It was, was two-hour and somehow made a movie, but it was Tom Baker's Doctor. In really? 2017. 2017. Huh. Well, it was... Like found footage? I don't know if it was one that they'd lost part of it to, because, you know, they show... 
you know, it was really clear. I don't know if it's because I was watching it in 1080p or what, because, you know, it didn't look like, like that error stuff, so somebody might have cleaned it up, and then in the parts that were missing, they animated it. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. like, uh, like our first episode that we were talking, they, they lost some of the files, and then... But they knew what was going but, on. But then they cleaned it up. They still had the audio, but the video was gone. Yeah. And maybe, so then they... And maybe this just kind of happened to it, too, because some of it... I didn't get to watch the whole movie, because I had you know, some other crap I had to do. But it was uh, it was kind of interesting. You know, I thought you know, it was kind of odd, because it was over two hours long. You know, most of them would have been, for a whole well, story, like, would only have been two hours, period. Well, actually, less than that, you know, right. not counting commercials, but... Right. Yeah, but good because old, of four episodes. good old Doctor and a Romano. Well, what else I saw was pretty cool. Was like, they went to Cambridge... Because there was an older Time Lord living there teaching, and he had his TARDIS parked in his office. Uh, kind of okay. like Capaldi had when he was at Cambridge teaching. Right. You know. And that, I thought, you know, well, hey, look, there's a little, you know. A little nod back Yeah, before. a little nod back to the old days. and Yeah, it was kind of cool, you know. Like, and the guy asked him, well, that, how'd that get in here? He goes, oh, somebody must have put it here when I wasn't around. <laughs> well, it was bigger than any door or window in the building, you know. Yeah, so they couldn't just <laughs> crane it in. Yeah, but I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> Well, other than that, I haven't done much other Doctor Who in this week so far. I get, yeah. I get lazy. Well, after reading that, I always wanted to go and see if there was those episodes or those ones that we were talking about or that I found reading about so that way I can actually see them. Oh, I, oh, oh, I got one other thing. <coughs> you remember your Lion-O people from the last one you yes, watched? Yes, yes. Dude, you should have seen Disco Dan in this one. <laughs> Disco Dan? Yeah, he was wandering around, you know, London. Here it is, you know, whatever it is, 19... 60, late 60s, maybe early 70s, whatever. Here he is wandering around in these space boots and the silver pants and the silver shirt. And he had his, he had his cape, man, you know, with the shoulder pads on it. It looked like it was covered in tinfoil. And a hat like one of them old women wear on a... Oh, man, what? I can't remember the British TV show. I had EastEnders or something, you know, where, they had, where the women always had the big stupid hats, you know, with the right. white ribbon. Yeah. He had that kind of hat on. I was dying, man. <laughs> Carry, carrying a carpet bag, mind you, with the with the space thingy in it. I'm like, dude, this the guy don't look out of place at all, and nobody's even noticing. Yeah, him. nobody's even caring. Yeah, that that was that was awesome. That was the Colin Baker one. Yeah, it was the Colin Baker one. <clears throat> it was like if you go on Cody and yeah, or you know, look through movies and you know, type in Doctor Who, you know, it'll have like the, the '97 one. And, and one blow, he'll say, Doctor Who something, and say, 2017. Right. Go anyway, because cause the guy had found a book in the doctor's office, and he was... Every time, he, you know, if he flipped forward in the book, the clock behind him would go forward, or if he flipped backwards, it'd oh, go backwards. backwards. It was controlling time somehow. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, that must have been one of those lost... Yeah, because that, that part was all animated, you know. Because after that, you know, it went back to live, you know, well, real, real action, and then... This guy again was animated. Animated. It was kind of funky. Yeah, because I know, like in late 2016 or whatever, is when they found those, and they and they call them lost files or whatever. Lost archive or something. Because they all got either a ruined or put in the wrong film canisters and mislabeled, and so or thrown out even. Cause I, well, tape didn't last that long back in. Yeah, and I know that like they even, I don't know how they would do it back then, but but they sent out like a mass email to their subscribers that if they had the older episodes and on they wanted the, it on, yeah, VHS. On, on VHS or whatever to send it, <laughs> and then they would clean it up and rebroadcast it or whatever. 
You got more? I don't. What did you do? What did you do? What did I do? Shane and What'd I you ta- do? Shane and I talked about what we did. What did you do? I started to read um, one of the crossover events, Doctor Who's from 2016. It's called The, Lo- the Lost Dimension. There's eight parts. It starts with the Doctor Who Alpha, and then the eighth part is the Doctor Who Omega. But then there's two specials. So I'm assuming this is about the time for the 50th special, 50th year special. What was this? Was it a book or? Yeah, it's comic books. Oh, okay. And actually, it, I'm like, how did I miss that? <laughs> so I think like one came out free comic book day, I believe, and then another one came out like during the 50th anniversary type thing. But they're all like, what order you would expect them to be in? They're not in. Um. But it's kind of cool because it takes us through like Eccleston and Rose. And then at the end of that issue. Uh, yeah, well, Eccleston and Rose is one. They go back to this planet. And it has. Um, oh, no, they land on a pirate ship. And Madame Bastra is the captain. Awesome. And Jenny's there to help her. That'd be kind of cool. And. So then they get away from there. Strax wasn't there, though. Damn it. But they get away from there because they, on, because he is trying to figure out what's going on because he knows that the time isn't right or there's quirky stuff that's happening. Well, apparently, what what is Madame Bastra? Slithine? No, it's not. She's Solorian. Solorian? I think that's right. Well, she's the last one. But like in this in this episode, like there's ancient ones of her, but but she can't visit them, and she gets mad at the doctor mm-hmm. for not letting her know that she's not the last one. Yeah, because I. It, but they're like diseased or whatever, and so like they're contaminated, and so they're like quarantined into this one like island off Bermuda or whatever. Well, that's not even show canon. Well, right, but then like it it shows like. Well, something like that. Like, so she's upset because she wants to be with her brothers and sisters or whatever, but she's the last one. So Jenny's trying to keep her away. But then it shows, like, when Eccleston's explaining it to Rose, like, what's going on, why Bastros, because that's the first time, like, in show wise, Rose never met Madame Bastro or Jenny. Yeah. So, like, in the, in this, uh, when he explains it to her and they show the flashback scene, it's actually Tom Baker, Doctor, and and then the Ancient Ones, you know, or whatever. Uh, so it's kind of cool. And then actually at the end of that episode, or episode, that issue, rather... Plain hey, yeah. If you see it as an episode, it's an episode. <laughs> Clara sees it. Clara pops out of the TARDIS and says, come on. And Rose has been hearing voices throughout the whole issue. And then she phones in, on, and it's Captain Jack's voice that she hears because of some time-spacey telekinesis type thing. Mm-hmm. Because it is. Of course it is. And uh, actually, it's Tom Baker's doctor that's with Jack. And then, like, later on, you see, like... it. it, it I've only read three of the eight parts, so I can't really go on. But, like, some of the mixed match 
stuff yeah. that happens that you would that you wouldn't even think about that right. would be funny and cool. Well, I can see, you know, they could, they could, you know, I can see the other doctors interacting with Jack, you know. Yeah. You want to send me a link to that later? Yeah. I kind of want to read it now. But. Yes. Yeah. Hey, did Tom Baker had poor old Jack's so full of jelly oh, babies. God. It wouldn't even be funny. Well, see, and then, Jack like, and, and one of the issues, they, he's, I think they're running through the TARDIS, and then just like in the, in the one episode where they run through the TARDIS and they see the different control rooms, mm-hmm. like, actual, um, Davison is actually in there in his cricket outfit and everything, and you know, yammering oh, cool. on about stuff. So yeah, yeah. So kinda... you see different like, like different doctors, different companions with mixed and matched than what we've actually seen on TV. Well, that's kind of that's kind of cool. You, since going back to what you were talking about with Madame Bastra uh-huh. and Rose never meeting her, did Eccleston doctor no. even meet her? No. No. Okay. Matt Smith's the first one to met him. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I don't even remember her being in the tenant room. Matt and Capulti are basically the only two. So yeah. that so that's what you know. Yeah, I uh, speaking cool. of Madame Vastra, I did, you know, I was telling you how crappy the, the con was in St. Louis this year. Uh-huh. It was really, really crusty. They did have a, a sit-down area back here. It had a Madame Vastra, Jenny, and, and Strax area. You could sit down and act like they had tea with them. Oh, really? Yeah, they're mannequins, but it was still cool looking. Yeah. And that's about the coolest thing I saw there you know, on, the, on the YouTube, because, you know, the last four or five years, the same guy's been going there, you know, doing his video vlog. Right. And, uh, oh, dude, I'm telling you, the, 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 the stadium... Not even half full. Really? Apparently, uh, But he swears up and down that the Wizard World told him that they're going to be there again. They're going to keep coming. We'll see. Apparently, I read whenever you and I were talking about it uh, with Sebastian, the guy that plays Winter Sebastian Soldier. Sebastian. And they always have those, or Stan, com- Sebastian, they have those combo things yeah. where you can take pictures. There was the best friend one or whatever, and it was Stanley with him. Yeah. And you can take a picture with both of them. I was like, oh, I would like to yeah, go I don't know. because of that. You know, I know we're kind of getting off tangent here because now we're no, kind of yeah. talking it's, about Comic Con. Cool. But our timelines mix around. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I don't know what happened to St. Louis because remember the first year I went, mm-hmm. it was this ungodly pack wall to wall of people, vendors, uh, stars, anything and everything. Yeah. And the following year they, they they screwed it up because they had it on like Memorial Day weekend or something. Memorial and that, that kind of yeah. it's been it's been worth a shit since then. Yeah. And that's when we started going to Kansas City and Kansas City's packed wall to wall. Yeah. Every year. Yeah. Well, your, was your first year of St. Louis Matt Smith? Yeah. Or was that your second year? I think that was my first year. Okay. Because it was like, y'all went the year before and I didn't go to that one because I went to Chicago. Yeah. And y'all went to St. Louis. And then, yeah. And I just said, piss on, I'm going to start going with you guys to yeah. St. Louis. Yeah. Because I couldn't find a bus to drive me to Chicago. <laughs> I didn't want to drive there myself. Well, now you can take the train. Yeah, I don't want to take a train. Screw a train. I used to ride a lot of trains, dude. I, don't, I didn't like riding from here to Dodge City, Kansas on a train, let alone friggin' here to St. Louis or St. Louis to Chicago or anywhere to Chicago on a stupid train. Right. You have to leave three days early. I don't. Well, no, not anymore. Oh, well. That's if, well, Amtrak, we'll if Amtrak don't go broke and shut down from wrecking every train in the country. Yeah, no doubt. I'd rather pay the extra 200 bucks and fly out of Columbia to Chicago be there in 45 minutes. Yeah. Just be careful you're not on Malaysia Airlines. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you might never get to the con. You guys got anything else before we wrap this one I'm up? ready to go to the con. Yeah. Me too. Kansas City. Yeah. What day are we going? Are we going on Saturday? Just 17. Saturday. What time are we leaving? Early in the morning. Like 5.30 like, in the morning? I don't know about that. Okay. I might have to stop by so I can pull my money. Yeah, you'll have to pull oh, your well, money out. Why couldn't you do that on a Friday? 
Yeah. I don't know. That way, that way, that way, I can just come to your house and jump in the freaking car and True. drive we'll Melissa, there, drive we'll Melissa nuts all the way up there <laughs> right, and yep. back. She's ready to meet Ryan Hurst. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm sure of that. I figured, I figured we'd get there. Me and you kind of take off and do our. We, you can hang with me if you if you want to. Sure. And that I'm way, down. that way, mom and dad can kind of go and have a day. Yeah. Date night. Date, kind of a date, a date, day at the con. That's your date night. Nerd she, date night. Hey, we're going all, all a, four of that's us. That's if Ryan Hurst don't ruin it yeah, for the old man. Say, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was going to say. may help him out. You never know. She yeah. might be some randy time she gets home. She won't be able to help herself. I was yeah. going to say, it'll be us three and mom going down, and it will just be us three going back. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Mark Shepard will be there. Oh, yes. Uh, Get oh, a picture of him for sure. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to try for a picture of Momoa. I'm going to... Get. I'm gonna try and get a picture with Shepherd or an autograph if I don't bitch out. Get a picture, dude. Get a picture. Just it, it, well, you can stand in line with Shane. I yeah. Well, if, I, if I'm gonna get a picture of Mark Shepherd, dude, it's it's cooler because you know even though you'll get to see, talk to Mark Shepherd, you won't get to touch him. At least in the picture, you can put your arm around him or stick your thumb up his ass. Or <laughs> they're, they're all they're all money whores, dude. They'll do just about anything for cash. Yeah, that'd be I'm just, Canton. I'm just gonna be Canton glad from I get to meet him. The first it's, three episodes. It's it's more exciting to get the picture. I'm telling you. Because yeah. you said you're waiting in line, and the closer you get, the more you got to poop. And you're trying to hold that nervous <laughs> poop in. <laughs> and you get in there, and you, especially when you get up to it where you can see in the booth and see him. I was going to get a picture with Mike, Michael Rucker last year, but I, I, me and Ethan pussied out. Yeah. Well, if you got enough money, get, get them both. I mean, I think Rucker's still one of the more reasonable ones. Yeah, he's like 60, I think. I think Shepard's sure. going to be 60. Momoa's the 80 bucks, which, uh, you know, I said. Momoa's going, 100. It's 80. A hundred. We'll look it up when we're done. Okay, but uh, I, I saw it last night. at eighty. But anyways, if it's a hundred, probably not. So we, it's, not, it's not like it's Matt Smith or David Tennant. I would pay a hundred. I paid a hundred bucks for well, we, well, we paid five hundred for the VIP. I didn't pay the VIP. Oh, I paid the. You VIP. paid. You paid the VIP. Yeah. I didn't pay the VIP. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't like the man that much. Yeah. Well, but it was cool. Oh, I know it was cool as hell. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And I got in the speedy line or whatever. Yeah, well, yeah, you got the VIP line. Yes. <laughs> I, think so. I didn't have to listen to the Red Hat Woman's Club type. Oh thing. my God, <laughs> the Christian Kane line. Oh yeah, uh, the Christian Kane line. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, like we got behind him twice. Yeah. For yes. The, for the picture and yeah. the autograph. And it was perfume for days. Oh my God, man, the the Christian right. Kane Horny Woman's Club. Anyways, well, let's sign out. <laughs> All right. I'm at Rombar316. I'm Shutterman3166. And I'm Shaney Who. And the show is at Timey Wimey Hour. And we're out. Peace out. Bye. Okay, you used to be me. You've done all this before. What happens next? I don't remember. How can you forget this? Hey, hang on. It's not my fault. You're obviously not playing enough attention. Reverse the polarity. Why are you pointing at screwdrivers like that? They're scientific instruments, not water pistols. I demand to be incarcerated in the tower immediately with my co-conspirators, Sandshoes and Grandad. Grandad? They're not Sandshoes. That wasn't terrible. That was pathetic. Ooh. Nerdy Legion. Nerdylegion.com.